You know what? Here is the interesting thing about Amanda. I am Amanda. The interesting thing about me is that most of the time, most of the time, I am a plan by the seat of your pants kind of gal. I wasn't always like that, but over the past couple of years, I'm going to say like probably if I'm going to dial in, probably over the past 10 years, I've become this person that has flourished into your ride or die kind of girl. (laughs) And when I say that, I mean it like in the best context possible, but I definitely challenge myself to do things that are out of the box more so than your average bear. And a lot of the questions that I end up getting asked are, the number one is that, how do you do that? How do you do that? Which I think has led to this podcast and being able to uh, talk about it specifically. And I, I'm going to equate that into confidence. I think confidence is, is a, a must have when you're trying to do hard things. You need to have confidence and courage to do those things. As well as I feel that confidence is really important. Courage is really important. But it's also just being able to get the stuff done. I think so many of us have all of these big plans, all of these big goals on a to-do list. But a to-do list is just that if it's not actually put into action. So I want to talk about the things that have really helped me to dial in confidence over the past couple of years, because I think that that's critical to exchange that for things that are going to help you build courage and for things that you're going to able to achieve greater, faster, deeper, and more effectively off of your to-do list. So let's talk about first about confidence and how to get more of it, especially when you're trying to fast track some things. I know there is no secret sauce with this. I'm going to break it down in a five, four, three, two, one. The secret to confidence is to go and do scary shit. That's the secret. There is no actual secret. The secret is, is that you just got to make yourself uncomfortable. And I know that a lot of people are going to struggle with that because I think it's easier said than done, right? Like we can look at our friends or like, it's like, oh, it's easy for them because she, she, you know, she's doing that. Like she must like that. She must like, and I get this all the time, especially when it comes to business and when it comes to fitness, when you are doing extreme things, when you're doing things that are out of the box, when people are looking to you, I think you get mainly it's, it's one or two comments that, that I tend to get. And I'm, I'm using this for my statistics, my data that I have in front of me, which always like puts it into the content of these podcasts, because I'm like, you know what, if this is bugging me, it's gotta be bugging other people. And that's, that's the reason of you know, I, and by the way, guys, I never schedule any of this content. Like I, when I first started out doing this podcast, I was like, you know what, I'm going to write down 20 things I want to talk about. And we're going to like gauge all the podcasts around that. And, you know, we're going to be super specific and I'm going to organize everything. And I literally, I could, I, I, I would write it all out and I'd be like super, and now I just, I'm literally recording this podcast driving home from uh, Toronto in my car audio is on I've got my hands free and um, I just think because it's like bugging me I'm like this stuff comes up it's like literally pops up in my brain do to loot and I'm like we have to talk about this because I'm going through my social media feed and a lot of people are saying to me like, oh, like it's, you know, it, it must be so easy for you. It must be so easy for you because you're so fit. And guys, I want to just tell you right now, like, no, it's not easy for me. And number two, I wasn't always fit. Like I wasn't always fit. 
it's not easy. And just because somebody makes some, something look easy doesn't mean it's easy. But anyways, circling back to the one or two comments, what generally tends to happen when posting publicly is you'll have two things. You'll have two things. One of them will say, you know what? It's a cheer on, like, way to go. So proud. You're inspiring me. It's like those motivational points where like I dial in, I read that stuff and I'm like, ah, it keeps me going. Or number two, you'll have somebody critiquing you. You got somebody that's got a different way to do it or, you know, somebody that wants to offer the, their advice. And I want to say that these, it circles back to something where I want to look at life in a perspective, especially when it comes to building confidence. And here's the thing is that you're either one of two people. When you look at life, you're either the person that is sitting in the stands or you're the person in the game. And that right there, when I heard that, when I heard that today, I was like, you know what? That makes total sense for me. You are either the person that's sitting on the sidelines or you're the person that is in the game. So you get to choose what person you are. You get to choose what person you want to play. You get to choose the person that you are in that particular moment. And I, now when I look at things, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, are those people either commenting from the sidelines or are they commenting from the game? Hey, if you're commenting from the game because you are in there, you're deep, you're in the trenches and you're offering some advice, great. No problem. Like, I love that. I welcome that. But if you're commenting from the sidelines, I'm sorry, but I just got no time for that. And here's the thing is that people might think that that comment is rude. Like, what do you mean? You, you have no time for people that, you know, are commenting or they're offering advice or, you know, it's like, no, I don't. I'm so confident in myself. I am so confident as a person. I know that I, what I'm working on, I'm really dialed in. I know what I want to have. I know the goals that I want to achieve. I know realistically how long things are going to take me. Some things I predict correctly. Sometimes I don't predict them correctly. I know the amount of work and I know, and I can assure you of this, I know all these goals I got, all these things that I want to do, I will always, I might not have, and I know, I, I, I do not have the most amount of talent. I do not have the most amount of, you know, gifts in certain areas, but what I do have is the strongest amount of hard work. So for me, when you, when I'm looking at these quotes, when I'm looking at these things and I'm trying to inspire other people and that's ultimately what I do it for, like this is, this is stuff like I love being able to inspire people by making myself more vulnerable. And when I make myself more vulnerable, like I don't want to put some stuff up there on social media. Like I want to try to put content that's up there that carries all different ranges of things. Like, you know, you want to see me in a bikini picture where it's like looking really cute and like you've been working on your body and like it looks good and you know, all that stuff. But I also want to post things where it's like, yeah. And when it's not posed, like here's the natural mom bod. That's what that looks like. You know, that's where, you know, you're going to see your cellulite. You're going to see your rolls. You're going to see all your stuff. You're going to see the things that you don't necessarily want to see. And if you want to look at that, you just go look up on any of my social media platforms. You go look at any of my CrossFit pictures where they actually taken in competition, because I tell you, there are some ugly ass faces that are up there. And when I say that, I say that lightly, but it's hard work, right? It's hard work, hard working looking face. And it's not necessarily the always like the posed uh, face, but why circling back, why I'm talking about that is that when you post something, when you're making yourself more vulnerable, when you're, I feel like I, I post things and I'm just like, I might not be perfect at that. I know that I don't have the strongest, you know, 
I don't know, physical, you know, physique and a bikini picture. Maybe I am just starting this personal development journey with trying to encourage other people to do that. I am trying to take people on this journey with me. And, you know, I might not have all the answers, but I'm certainly showing up and I'm doing the work and I'm putting myself out there and I'm making myself feel vulnerable. And when you make yourself vulnerable, what happens is that time and time again, it starts to create and build confidence. Confidence is where, you know, you will fast track your goal setting. You know, for me, I struggled with this a lot. <laughs> and uh, and I constantly refer back to a lot of things that we do in our community, especially in, in, in CrossFit or if I do it like in my business. But I really struggled with being able to, and I'm going to talk about two things. First off is that I have um, a really great coach and her name is Sarah and I love Sarah to pieces. I haven't, uh, wouldn't be able, I, I would not be where I am today in terms of being able to grow myself, especially as quickly as what I have without having a personal development coach like pushing behind me especially when it comes to doing really hard things i'm an entrepreneur and in my business i am the sole entrepreneur i have an incorporated business and it's just me there's no partners that are in there so i really 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 encourage anybody that is out there and they have their own business or um you know is to hire somebody especially in that personal development world specifically sarah has helped me not so much about business navigation but definitely being able to have more courageous points more confidence points and things that i need to show up in in terms of being a leader but what i was going to say about is that this podcast actually almost never came uh to happen I was very scared about putting myself out there. I was very scared on thinking about, you know, hearing my own uh, voice. I don't know if you guys like ever feel that way where, you know, you look at a picture and the first thing that we do, especially, especially as women, first thing we do is we, you know, we take a family picture and first thing we do is we go in and we scan in in our picture and we look immediately for all the flaws. Immediately we look at all the flaws on ourselves and then we start to then scan back to look at the picture to think okay you know if it's pictured like I'm just going to use an example like I if it was a picture I was taking with me and my family as me and my kids and I'd immediately go in there and then you know start to negatively self-talk uh you know myself you know oh you're like this doesn't look that great or face is looking kind of awkward or you know your smile is not quite right or you know maybe your hand position like it's weird it's all this stuff right it's all this stuff that you start to negatively start self-talking yourself and I stopped that so long ago like I look at pictures now and I'm like dear god that is a horrific picture but it's also funny I don't I don't criticize myself anymore from that because it's like what's the point when you start feeding your brain with all of that stuff when you start talking to yourself like you are what your words shape you as right I don't sit there and go out and start negatively self-talking myself you know, the first picture that goes up, it's like, I think that they're kind of funny. And, you know, yes, of course, not every single picture do we take where it's like, you know, looks like it's model perfection. But there certainly is a lot of confidence that comes from being able to put yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable. But specifically what I was going to say about the podcast, it would never have come to uh, be this podcast if it wasn't for Sarah. If it wasn't for Sarah being able to push me on the sidelines to say, you know, when is this accountability going to happen? When is the first podcast going to launch? When is the first date? You know, we got to make yourself accountable. You're not just going to put this on the to-do list because this podcast sat on my to-do list for over, over a year, over a year, maybe even two, if I'm being honest with myself, like 
in my mind I had it I was like you know what I want to do this I want to be able to like have a platform where I can talk I want to be able to have a platform where I'm going to like encourage people I don't even know what this is going to be like I didn't go in there with this big dream this podcast is just sort of like flourished into you know this thing talking more specifically about you know mom life personal development goals entrepreneurship girl hustle all this stuff but I didn't go in there with this big intention I just wanted a platform that I would be able to talk inspire people do things motivate teach all the good stuff and it almost never came to happen because I was too scared of putting myself out there for the fear of being rejected by complete strangers and believe me there are people that comment you know more positively than what there are negatively like it's so great to hear encouraging and by the way if you have a podcast if you have a podcast that is a favorite podcast of yours please message them please send them a shout out because they have zero ways of tracking any data other than them just looking at the amount of downloads it's the most interesting thing when it comes to podcast content but when you are a podcaster you don't know you know there's nowhere to rate things like there's no way to comment there's no way to you know be able to see it the same way as a social media like you know you post a picture to facebook you're like yeah my aunt liked it my you know my uh, my friends liked it you know my cousin Ruth she liked it everybody's liking it that that's, doesn't happen with podcasting so um, if you do have a favorite podcast make sure that you subscribe make sure that you like them and then uh, you know hey send them a little note tell them they're doing a great job why you love them it helps a million percent especially when it comes to people being able to put themselves out on the line because we're all out here doing things that make us very uncomfortable even though sometimes you know if you're looking in and you're thinking like wow like she's got a podcast she looks like she has a you know what we're all struggling with the same stuff it doesn't matter what age you are it doesn't matter if you're in your 20s it doesn't matter if you're in your 30s doesn't 40s 50s whatever it we are all struggling with the same thing and that is being able to build up the confidence to expose yourself put yourself in vulnerable situations where you are able then to produce things at a higher faster and quicker result plan and being able to achieve those goals and dreams the way to do that when you're dialing in and you're making yourself vulnerable and you're putting yourself out there is that the more times you do that the more times that you record a podcast in my situation um you know, my example that I'm giving to you guys, more confidence that you build out with being able to just have that sort of attitude where you're like, I know I'm doing the best that I can. I know that I'm dialed in. I know that for me specifically, like my intention of this podcast is to be able to deliver people with things that are really pulling on my sleeve. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about it this on the platform because I want us to all feel like we're not alone. I know you guys are all out there. There's somebody listening to this podcast today that's scared of putting something out there for the fear of being rejected. And I'm telling you right now, whatever that is, that's whatever that is that's just, you know, tugging at you, you got to do it. You got to build up the courage in order to make yourself vulnerable. When you do that, that is where confidence is built. That is where confidence is built. And the first time, you're probably going to be terrible at it. My first podcast, I go back and I listen. I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I actually talking about? Like, why was that so relevant? Why was that important? And it's not just like my first podcast. I'm looking at my first design project that I ever did. I would be 
like mortified like if, if somebody was going to compare that to what I did today but here's the thing is that I had the courage in order to be able to make myself out there put myself out there and that's what entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship is about having the courage to be able to put yourself out there in vulnerable situations where most others won't tread that water start doing that more and more builds up confidence and with confidence you become more courageous in that situation being able to deliver more exceptional results to whatever you know that particular topic or thing that is that you want to achieve now interesting enough so I had this uh oh gosh man like I had uh I'd always like wanted to do a handstand like forever could never do a handstand I I don't even think I could do a handstand like if I'm being honest I don't think I've ever done a handstand like even when I was in high school I I mean I was the kid that I almost failed gym class guys like I was not physically able or interested I was like if I physically I probably I was able I wasn't physically interested in doing that and if you ever went to high school with me um pre-Canada so if you were in high school with me in Scotland you would know who this person is like because you wouldn't even recognize like I've had some of my friends in high school like who are you because uh we knew you back then and uh that's definitely wasn't your jam I was not the athletic kid I was not the kid that was on the sports team I was the kid that would be skipping gym class because I despised gym like I just wasn't uh I I didn't enjoy it. And I think the reason why I didn't enjoy it is because I wasn't good at it. And then I didn't want to be vulnerable. God forbid, like, you know, when you're 16, making yourself vulnerable. Oh, like the horror. Because then that way I would be exposed in front of all of my, you know, friends. And, you know, no, no teenager wants to ever experience that. I will tell you, though, guys, if there's any teenagers listening to this podcast right now, that's the secret sauce right there. That's how you get ahead in life is being able to expose yourself into those situations um, quicker and faster especially when it comes to vulnerability because it is something that I did not know if I would know now if I could like put Amanda back in a time machine to you know send her back to pre-2000 era in high school telling her to make sure that she makes a fool of herself in front of everybody in gym class I feel like it would just be a gazillion uh you know points ahead of where I am today because it wasn't until much later in life that I actually discovered that you know that was one of the major factors on being a successful person is to make yourself vulnerable in situations where a lot of people won't go so yeah always wanted to do a handstand never was able to really do that in, in high school and uh Anyways, in rules CrossFit into my life a couple years ago. And I remember just like standing there in class, you know, hating when the handstand thing came up. So like in CrossFit, they have, you know, different workouts that are posted on the board. And, and, and you know, like you, you can read it for that day. And then handstands are like, you know, we're going to be working on that. And I would despise it. Like it would give me anxiety. I'd be like, you know, sweating. I'd be sweating before class because it was just, because you'd be on the spot because what the coach does is they generally make you try to 
uh, you know, do it in skilled uh, positions, but, you know, to try to kick up to the wall, uh, like on a handstand, like I remember like my, my big old legs trying to kick myself up there and, you know, get my head. I'm like, this is the most uncomfortable thing. It feels like I'm going to fall over. Going upside down is the most unnatural thing on the face of the planet. And this is awful. It's just absolutely awful. And, um, yeah, I would hate, I would, I would like absolutely hate it. I'd be crying. <laughs> I remember crying. Like I'd be, I'd cry. I would cry in class cause I didn't want to be exposed. Cause I feel like you're going up against all of these people and you think everybody's watching you. Here's the thing is that anybody in your gym or anybody in life that is watching you fail, that thinks that that is funny is not somebody that you want to have in your community and your support and your group or whatever. And they are not of the same mindset as what you are. Most of the time, when you have somebody that is trying to do something really hard, like, and now I look back to where I was and thinking about how many people were just trying to cheer me on, but I thought in their heads that they were, you know, going to judge me or they were going to think less of me or they were going to do this thing or that thing or whatever, but it's not the case. What in most cases happens now, as I've been you know, able to progress into a handstand. I know. Yes. Go me, go me. I feel so proud of myself. Um, after many tears like shed upon the floor of my gym and frustration and, you know, doing all that stuff, how I was able to get that was being able to make myself very vulnerable in a situation where I did not have a lot of confidence. I did not feel very brave and being able to ask for help because I knew that I wasn't good at something and being able to ask my very good friend, Kelly, Kelly, who is uh, a gymnast coach, was able to help me dial in and get my handstand. And I think when you start to understand these things in life, especially when you're looking at something that's really hard to do, knowing that you don't have enough tools in your toolbox to do that, you're gonna expose yourself Make yourself vulnerable and trying to really progress into doing the very best job that you can. But then on top of that, you're also going to equip yourself with tools in your toolbox in order to help you get to the goal that you want to have. So for me, what that looked like is that when I was trying to do my podcast, it was me actually putting the work into getting the content done. It was hiring a personal development coach in order to push me forward in order to do that. It was doing the work and doing the research in order to how to create a podcast. What does that look like? How do you actually put this together? How do you edit out the audio? Doing all of these things helped me achieve the goals that I wanted to have and being able to do them a lot faster than just sitting on a to-do list. So if there are things that are on uh, your, you know, your to-do list, especially things that scare you, especially things that are scary. And it, here's the thing is that if there aren't things on your to-do list that scare you, then you're not digging deep enough, especially if you want to be able to see very big progressional results, you got to put something in. And I, I recommend this to everybody. Like, you know, once a year, you got to do something minimum once a year that really scares you, that really scares you down to your core because it makes you feel very uncomfortable because you know that you're going to be able to have to expose yourself being vulnerable. You're going to have to build up some courage, build up the confidence in order to get that thing done. There's a lot of things that I try to do every single year that I feel helps build my character into a stronger, more confident, 
more tuned in, dialed in version of myself. And a lot of those things that I train for, a lot of those things that I try to do are to help me gain a deeper understanding of myself. And, you know, I look at this like, you know, especially when I compare this uh, going and doing my most recent thing that I did was that I'd climbed uh, Snow Basin. Um, it was called this Everesting uh, Challenge. It was an amazing challenge. It was 30,000 uh, feet that, uh, that we had to climb in a very, very short period of time. So the 30,000 uh, feet was exposed to us in 36 hours or less. That was a huge, huge time cap for, uh, you know, myself. I, I'm not a big hiker. I'm not a big um, person that would tend to sign up for these big endurance challenges. And I trained really, really hard uh, to be able to accomplish um, that that challenge. And the reason why I did that, the reason why I was able, I think, to be able to um, dial, dial in... So one of the challenges that I had uh, decided to do in 2023 was to climb uh, Everest, to climb a simulation of Everest. So 29029, it's run by a great uh, great guy. His name is Colin uh, O'Brady. He's one of the founders on this challenge. It's an amazing challenge. If you ever have time to go research it, please do. It's called Everesting 29029. And uh, for me, I had signed up to do this challenge. It, it was a very tough challenge. It was essentially climbing the same elevation as Mount Everest in a 36 hour or less time cap time. Now for most of you guys, and I'll say this to people and they're like, Oh, so what did you do? Like, did you ride the gondola down? And, and you do you, so you climb uh, the same uh, summit. So I had flown out to Utah to do uh, this challenge and um, it was an amazing challenge. So back in August, what I did was, well, actually prior to that, at the beginning of the year, I always try to challenge myself. I think every year these challenges are getting bigger and bigger. And I love that. I love that for myself. I feel like it has helped me incredibly as a person. I also get to meet a ton of super cool people when I'm doing this stuff. Like people are like, well, why do you want to do that? Or like, you know, what makes you tick? Or like, you know, why do you want to challenge yourself? Like, that's so cool. It's because like, these are like a lot of people want to go out and have dinner every weekend and you know, they go out to the movies or like they do like the stuff like those are their outings. Like they go sit on a beach in Mexico and drink their face off for a week. I don't do any of those things. Like I literally just want to climb mountains, hang out with super uh, savage people and sit around fire pits and, you know, be able to like make forever lasting friendship bonds like that, that this is what makes me tick like I love that stuff I love uh being able to do that so back in August um I did this amazing challenge if you haven't heard of it please go check it out this is not a sales pitch for them by any means but it's called Everesting it's 29029 and essentially what it is this amazing human being his name is Colin um O'Brady is one of the founders and it is a simulation of an Everest ascent of 29,029 feet and it's very very cool because 
what it does is it allows you to be able to really challenge yourself and it's also done on a time capped uh, time so uh, the challenge itself is 36 hours they have it at different summits across North America but uh, I chose to go to Utah it was at Snow Basin it's an amazing challenge I loved it for the fact that it really 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 pushed me into some really tough mental you know, place where I needed to really dig deep in order to be able to finish that, uh, that particular challenge. And I'm really glad that I did. But why I was saying this is that because, you know, a lot of the training that I do, um, for a lot of these uh, like challenges or fitness events or competitions or anything that is like, even if it's to do with like business, like I'm trying to push myself out of my comfort zone, because I think that's where the most amount of your growth is uh, done. It's in the uncomfortable bits, you know? So for me standing there looking at my coach that, you know, is trying to encourage me to do a podcast and it's really for the lack of myself. Like I feel that I wasn't able to produce that stuff because of you know, possibly feeling that I would be exposed. I'm going to be vulnerable. What are people going to think? It's that imposter syndrome that starts to creep in and, and, and it challenges you in ways that, you know, when you go through and you push through to do these really hard things, it makes you feel more accomplished as a person. And the crazy interesting part is that when I go back and I start to reflect, especially being on that mountain, on that summit, the amount of people that you know, said to me, and I I don't think of myself as any like fitness person. I don't think like, I I literally just do this stuff because it makes me feel good. It's a ton. I don't do fitness. The primary reason, the primary reason that I do a lot of fitness at the gym and I talk about CrossFit and I talk about, you know, reading. I talk about being able to like stimulate myself mentally is for my own mental health and well-being. I've gone through some really, really tough things over the past couple of years. I have lost some family members. I went through a really messy divorce that, um, you know, is still ongoing. And I'm also, you know, trying to navigate what dating now looks like as a single mom, as, you know, as a new person that has, you know, awoken from, you know, a over a 20-year relationship and for me like going to the gym going to a place where I can throw around some things I can you know beat out some mental toughness it's it's strictly for my mental health the byproduct is getting fit like the byproduct is fit but it, it was never a goal of mine to walk into a gym and be like you know what I've got a weight goal this is my goal that's what I want to target that's what I want to reach you know maybe now more specifically do I have some targets that I want to hit yes I do like but they're more uh like a personal you know record that I would want to be able to gain because now I have data to sort of support that but whenever I when I first started going into a gym it was never it was the primary reason was never to uh have a weight loss it was never to do that it was always to do with being a stronger version of myself mentally and then obviously physically and then uh mental health mental health was massive like we just we came out of COVID I don't know if you guys all remember but it was awful back then like we would be sitting with our you know and this is probably the 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 fallout of my past relationship was sitting there with you know your your partner and thinking to yourself like this is it you know like it's great like I mean with the kids and all that stuff but it, I was miserable. Like I was absolutely miserable. And, um, 
yeah, and I, I just think like mental health, there's a massive awareness. We need to bring more attention to that, specifically for moms, specifically for people that, you know, tend to, us as moms, we tend to put ourselves last. You know, we take care of everybody else in the family. We take care of our kids when our babies are sick, when we're waking up in the middle of the night, we're taking care of our spouses, we're taking care of our parents, we're taking care of our aunts, our brothers, our sisters, like the whole stuff. And what happens is that we end up putting ourselves last because we feel guilty about taking the time out to do things for ourselves. And and I really started to become more aware of that, you know, five plus years ago where I was like, hold on a second, like the better version of me is when I actually do take care of myself, when I actually am taking care of things, when I'm actually, you know, doing the things for myself, because then what I, uh, what's happening is I'm showing up and I'm being, you know, the best mom I can be for my family because I'm not tired and I'm not being an absolute troll to the people that are there. Like I would never sit and judge people for anything. If they like, don't ever look at another person going to the gym and thinking, or, you know, if it's not the gym, maybe they're out for a walk, they're, you know, doing something for themselves. Hey, maybe they're they're going to an art class. Whatever that looks like, they're reading, they're taking the time for themselves. It's so, so important that we, uh, we, we do that. And especially, I'm speaking from a mom perspective, especially for your moms. Like, the moms that are out there, you guys need to make sure that you dial in some time. You need to calendar that off. Do not feel guilty about it. Do not feel that you are not worthy of taking some freaking time for yourself. Hey, the amount of times that I sit in my driveway in my car by myself and my kids literally will come out and they'll knock at the window and I'm just like, hey man, like this is mental health therapy, right? Sitting in that car in my driveway, being alone sometimes with the car turned off and just sitting in quietness, that is mental health therapy. So off topic, but you know, where we're at is being able to, you know, challenge yourself. We're talking about that, talking about getting through like these really hard things. And what happens is just like this podcast, it would never come or never, it would never have come to being where it is today if it wasn't for exposing myself and making myself feel, you know, really vulnerable and putting myself out there. And I'm going to tell you now, like, and I don't know if this is the thing and, and, and girls, any girls that are listening that are in their 20s or in their 30s, there's some magic that happens when you get, like, I was so, so freaking, I turned 40 during COVID. And when I turned 40 during COVID, my ex-partner um, had actually brought me home a blender. That was the birthday gift that I got. And it was, it was awful. And I'm, I'm not shaming him. Like, I don't want to shame him, but it was just it was like the worst birthday. It was the worst because not just because of that, because it was COVID, because it was all the stuff, because it was all of the things. I was not very happy that I was turning 40. I was not very happy that we couldn't celebrate that with people. I'm such a social person, especially when it comes to my birthday. So I really believe now, like I really haven't had that 40th birthday celebration because, um, I was never offered that opportunity to be able, um, yeah, to celebrate that day. So anyways, so the, the 40th birthday, you know, rolls around and I would say like during my thirties, like I did a lot of growing. I obviously had, uh, three kids. I raised them and, you know, I got married when I was pretty young. I compared to today's standards, you know, pretty young. I was a young mom, um, had three kids. I, so all three of my kids are about four years in age difference. So three kids all under the age of four, it was pretty chaotic. Like I look back at pictures of myself being a young mom and sitting in the hospital, taking home my third child. 
I'm thinking to myself, like, Lord, what is going on? Like, how does the hospital staff let these humans leave with all these babies? And I, I just remember thinking to myself, you know, when I was with my youngest, who's Matilda, I got two other babies at home. And at the time, my mother-in-law was actually sick. She had cancer and she was living with us. So I was taking care of her. I was taking care of like, you know, I had two little ones at home, one still in diapers. Um, the other, uh, you know, Jack at the time would have been just four. So he wouldn't have even have been in school. And, you know, I've got Campbell, who's my middle. She's still in diapers. My girls are like so close in age. They're like 15 months apart. And like sitting there thinking to myself, like, I just was so happy that I was able to get a private room at the hospital <laughs> to have my youngest because I just wanted to sleep. I was so tired. I was so exhausted, so fatigued. And going home, you know, with that, you know, baby, this new little baby that you have in, you know, your arms and you're responsible for, um, going home, Matilda pretty much slept in a little baby, uh, like swing for the first couple of weeks because I was just like in survival mode like whatever makes these humans like you're responsible for these these humans you just had to get them to survive to the next point and the next point being just like the next day was like one day at a time just doing survival mode with that I mean I got through it but a lot of moms are you know are like that and a lot of moms you know we we we, we struggle, we struggle with that. So we're going to be perfectly honest. There were times where I was pretty miserable as being a new mom because I just didn't know how to cope with all the stuff. Like there's no manual that you get sent home with, you know, when you're in the hospital with these three little babies and you're just trying, and I love being a mom. Don't get me wrong. Like I love my kids. I love being a mom. I always wanted to be a mom, always wanted to have lots of kids, but there were times where, you know, it's very, very trying, especially when your babies are not sleeping through the night, when they're teething, when they're up and they're sick and they, you know, it, it's just, you are exhausted. You are physically exhausted and being able to take the time for yourself. You just, even just to shape that out, like carve out time is really, really difficult because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen with little ones, right? You never know if they're going to be sick or if, uh, you know, somebody else is going to need you or, you know, what's going to pop up and it's very unpredictable, which is really hard, uh, to schedule it. So that was pretty much like my thirties. I spent my time doing that and being a mom and anyway, so roll into my forties and my kids are now, uh, you know, starting their teenagers, starting to be like that preteen age. And I just think that there's some magic that happens in your 40s I was so intimidated about turning 40 I thought that it was going to just be like I don't know it's like the four zero popping up on the birthday card and thinking to myself like what I don't know maybe how to word this properly but like I, I just felt that it was just it was just a moment like it was that milestone in history and maybe I just felt like a little bit of negative negativity towards that number it was COVID. I don't know. It was just back then. But there's some magic that happens in your 40s. And now I just feel so much more confident in myself. I mean, if you compare Amanda being 30, Amanda being 40, two different, very different versions of people. And the confidence that comes when you're 40, because I look to myself and I think, you know what? The decade of time that I spend from being 30 to 40 
the growth, you know, going through kids, going through marriage, going through businesses, going through all of that stuff. And now when I'm in my forties, like 40 to 50 for me is that I just don't have any time for BS. I don't have any time for people that are not on the same frequency as me. I don't have time for people that, you know, just are not connecting respectfully. So like time to move on. Like I just feel so confident in myself and where I am as a person. And it's taken me 10 years to figure that out. So for any of you ladies that are out there, or any of the men folk that are out there and they're in their thirties and you think, you know, I'm just telling you confidence is the secret sauce to be able to create a more dialed in version of yourself. When you have confidence and you're, you know, seeking past, you know, all of the hard stuff and you just, you know, you just don't care. You don't care about embarrassing yourself. You don't care about being vulnerable. You don't care about, you know, any of those things so much as what you did before. It just makes you feel so much more braver as a person because the hard things, the really hard things that you start to think about don't really become that hard anymore. And you try to challenge yourself for even bigger things. And and that's where the deep growing and the growth comes from. And that's where, you know, you learn to trust yourself, trust the process. And, you know, there's beauty in that. There's beauty in watching yourself grow and being able to reflect back. I look back at what I've been able to accomplish in 2023 and just the sheer magic of pride that I have towards myself and the people that I've met, the journeys that I've been able to go on and how my body has been able to get me there. My mind has been able to get me there. I mean, every year I look at it as an opportunity to not waste a year for myself reliving the same year over and over again. There's some quote where it's like, you know, the average age is something like 77 years old don't let it be 77 versions of the same story and that has just stuck with me so much where I think yeah like every year you just have to live with such strong intention you know such strong intention where you're dialed in and this is where you know it comes to being able to put the hard stuff down on paper and you know, as we close out 2023, we're rolling into the, you know, the final quarter of the year, being able to dig deep, find the courage to make yourself vulnerable. Because when you do that, that is when your confidence shines through. When you do that over and over again, it makes you stronger as a person and it allows you to be able to hit those really big goals that you've been longing to hit. That's the secret sauce. And I'm telling you, there's a little bit of magic that happens when you enter into your more mature years, your more mature years. And that can happen at any time. It can be in your 30s. I don't think that there's a specific number that makes you more mature. I think it's a mental matureness that comes when you start to believe in yourself and you have the courage to expose yourself into the vulnerable situations that life presents in front of you to allow you to grow and be a stronger version of yourself. So shoot for the stars. This is where we're at. We're rolling into the final quarter of the year and I hope that you guys have your dreams dialed in. Do not forget to journal every single morning. We've gone over this on like podcasts. I think it's so important to find that gratitude. I think it's so important to be able to dial in your dreams and make sure that you're shooting for the stars. Until next time, RB Tribe, be kind to one another and I cannot wait to see you on the next podcast. Thanks so much, guys.